Sammy's running like a scalded dog. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, oh, my, my God. God. Sammy oh my got God. run over. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, that did he get creamed. That was a clean shot that Sammy got clipped. Oh. All right. We are back for another uh, Wednesday. <laughs> uh, uh, back with the uh, Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, the Wednesday Night Disagreement. <laughs> the, the Wednesday Night Kickback. <laughs> the Wednesday Night Kickback. Yeah, man. Uh, here, uh, welcome to the War Report. Uh, I'm here, uh, your host, Cyrus. Normally, uh, you would hear Majani's voice, but uh, he's not feeling too well. So I got to uh, step up and I ask uh, <laughs> known AEW to come on and talk to, talk with me about AEW. Yes, sir. OG I'm the John only Fire. one that's going. I'm the only one that's going to keep it real, 100. <laughs> well, um, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? This is the fifth episode of Dynamite I've watched. Um, and you know what? It was a really good episode this week. I think you came back at a really good time. <laughs> uh, now we uh, AEW's outside of QT Marshall's um, shack or whatever they were recording at in Georgia, and you know they have a live show, which um, was frowned we upon. Have to talk about yeah, we have to talk about that. <laughs> it, no, it, we really it, do. No, like for real, it, it was really frowned upon. Nobody wanted wrestling to happen at all, you know. But AEW has a live show and. It was good, but the same energy wasn't kept when Mania went on and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it is. You know, and we talk about this a lot. Like, there has to be if you, you got to be on on one side. And the thing about it is, one thing I will say: the energy was kept by certain people. <laughs> Some people were just like, "Well, I don't know." Seemed like a good crowd, like. There shouldn't be a crowd. There's um, children there, like yeah. We what? we let let let's uh let let's talk about that. I think for uh I'll I'll certainly bring it up during the Nyla Rose match. But um, we uh, Dynamite starts and we get uh Cody versus Joey Janela. No, <laughs> not a big fan. Of, not a big fan of of uh, Janela. Definitely. Hit or miss with Cody Rhodes. I think the last time I really like sat and watched the Cody Rhodes match, it might have been on Dynamite. Can't remember which one it was, but um, I don't think I don't think Cody can like carry matches, but I think that he delivers just enough bells and whistles for it to be manageable. But mm-hmm. he managed to really put together something solid here with with Janela, who I'm not a fan of at all, and uh, he 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 picked up the win here. Yeah, uh, Joy Janela comes back. Uh... You know, a lot of people have been on, like, a weird hiatus or not really on the show due to, you know, having – you want to have, like, a lack of uh, – well, shit, have a lack of talent due to, you know, the current circumstances of the world right now. But um, Cody is working on his momentum before going into a match against the Lance Archer. Um, well, he got his momentum. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I honestly, I didn't really think this match – necessarily had to happen you know there could have been a a face-off but we get a different face-off uh why do he keep beating, why, why he keep beating people bro he he's uh he's in the finals of the tournament man that's how just, that's just how it goes yeah i like personally like uh when we were talking about this way back i didn't think cody should like really have gotten this far but um i i, I don't really think uh i don't think aew is good at keeping a secret so we kind of knew that it was going to be Cody and Lance Archer dead from the start. And, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, uh, this was an okay match. Um, they're going to have uh, – it's going to be Cody and uh, Lance Archer for the TNT title. I'm still uh, – have you seen a picture of the belt? I still, uh, I know there was like that parody. Uh, it was, it wasn't real. It wasn't. Yeah, real. I know was, that wasn't real. But like, has anybody like has the t- title been like leaked or like shown yet? Uh, no. I'm, like, I'm, I'm really curious to see like what the title looks like. It'll probably um, be tiny. <laughs> I don't, I don't like their belt designs. I think that like the passable one is obviously the championship belt, but that looks like the IWGP belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the women's title either. It's I bad. think 
it, it is uh like somebody pointed out and they said like it looks good on Riho, but nobody else. <laughs> yeah, because she's like she's like very petite and tiny and that's a tiny belt. But like that's yeah, not to say like size. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like they made it for her. But like around uh Nyla Rose, it, it looks like a baby belt. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, a prop. And not to make fun of like Nyla Rose Nyla Rose's size or anything, but the the belt looks like they skipped out on some money. Like for the main belt, you know, probably, you know, five G's for or whatever, you know, whatever uh money or whatever. And then uh the women's belt was just like, All right, how much money you got left over? <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. Like uh there's a lot more leather than uh silver or gold on the belt. But um yeah, uh at double or nothing, they're gonna have their match, but finally, Nyla Rose comes back. Uh, she has a squash match. Uh, AEW has been doing a lot of uh, squash matches lately. Um, she squashes uh, Kenzie Page. I'm not really familiar uh, who she is on the Indies, but um, she does. Uh, she does okay. She doesn't. Uh, she doesn't get too much offense. If anybody was worried about that, but um, oh. Nyla Rose uh, buys her shit. And, How do you feel about that? I like the 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 King's drama. Uh, surrounding that that uh, that jobber match he had, um, I definitely think Kenny definitely gave him like far too much, <laughs> but um, I don't think uh, I like you. You remember uh, in the group chat I said like when was the last time like the V trigger even meant anything? Yeah, and you're just like it hasn't in like years. So yeah. like I don't think this is the time to like reestablish like the V trigger as like a you know a viable signature at this point especially since uh you know since it's kind of like whatever the running knee has always been a thing but like since it's been dubbed the V trigger like everybody's been doing it so it's kind of like watered down uh so it's whatever yeah but um they still haven't signed that dude so i do think it's weird that like Kenny gave a lot to this guy that they didn't sign. Seems, and, seems like uh, that might have been like Kenny's friend, and then he wanted <laughs> to try and do him a lot, and then the other guys were like, "No, he's a dropper," and then they didn't sign. <laughs> I'll be interested to hear the backstory behind that one day. Oh yeah, uh, in, in a book of some sort, or just like uh, you know, Kenny Omega doesn't really do a lot of interviews uh, that like that gets traction. Like if he do, if he's doing interviews now, like I don't really know about it. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to hear a lot more about it. Um, it definitely gave him a, l- a little too much, but it's in the past now. <laughs> yeah. Like people, people that are upset about like Kenny Omega not like being at the top right now. Um, eventually, it's gonna happen. So like, well, I have- well, I I saw I saw, and I hate to get off the subject here. I I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, this is my fifth dynamite, so that just shows you my <laughs> level, my level of uh. A level of investment in this in this company <laughs> so far, but I I I saw Robert O'Neill. Uh, shout out to him. He mm-hmm. said that he feels he feels as though Ken, you know shooting Kenny to the top was a bad idea or would have been a bad idea because you know no one from America knows him. I mm-hmm. agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. But if you built Kenny the way that you built Adam Page, and then you you put those accolades into it, the New Japan stuff, uh, or even just the worldwide stuff, the fact that he was their hottest free agent. They came mm-hmm. to the company before Moxley came. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a story there. You know, yeah. like that was that was a story. It's like yes, absolutely. He he was not as known as Mox is. You know, to the world. But I think you build them the way that you build Adam Adam Page. And, and the thing about it is, is like now Kenny's on the show, and you know, obviously because of the circumstances. But it's like you know, Adam Page is gonna have to start all over again when it, yes. when it happens. And I think if you had already established Kenny in in that role, or even established Adam Page in that role you know, the same way, it would have been, it would have been a lot stronger. And, you know, I don't disagree that, that, you know, it's something that you, could, you guys you just got to deal with now, but I definitely think that Kenny Omega is the strongest champion you could get. Like he's, he's my favorite wrestler in this company. And I don't really enjoy a lot of the people on there. I'm not going to lie. Like it's not okay. But this isn't going to be all shitting on AEW. Let's, let's just clear it up here. I like this episode, but I, I still think that like, you know, he is by and large the, the one with the most upside next to Adam Page to me. So I'll say yes. That. Um, also bringing up that Adam Page is like 
you know, disappearance. Like, when he was at his, like, he was literally at his hottest after, you know, the Young Bucks match. And now, you know, we can't really blame it on AEW, but, like, uh, he he's, like, before, you know, wrestling shows have been, you know, kind of, like, shutting down in masses, like, he was very open about, like, like, you know, staying inside, washing hands and all that. Like, I think he's taking this, like, Corona shit very seriously. And, like, maybe, like, I don't really know, uh, like, maybe he is immune compromised. Like, we might not know that. Um, but, yeah, he, he's been taking it very serious. So, like, maybe they probably even asked him to be on the show. And he was like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now that Nyla Rose is back, now we just have to wait for uh, Adam Page to be back because they're probably my favorite two uh, in AEW going on right now. Um, and uh, I think uh, before uh, before the match with Nyla Rose, they play a video package where they basically just say, here's your top two contenders, Karushita or uh, um, Britt Baker. And it's a matter of if, it's like a matter of when. So at this point, shit. Whenever the fuck that happens, it happens. Like, uh, I don't know why wouldn't you schedule a match or double uh, for double or nothing, or you know, probably have another one, uh, number one's contenders match. I think actually, no, you don't even have to. Uh, Do you Garcia feel already like, beat Britt Baker? They they announced a lot of matches on this on this episode. Do you mm-hmm. feel? And we're like what three and a half weeks out, two and a half weeks out. Yeah, people would usually shit on NXT for doing the same. What What do you feel about AEW doing it this way? Um, AEW is very shitty at keeping a secret. Like, you know, if there's anybody that's like kind of new coming into the company, or like, you know, if you have an AEW watch, uh, just have, or you know, just look for who's gonna be on fucking Talk Is Jericho. <laughs> so like, uh, the, the, like the secret kind of gets out the bag. Um. I don't, I don't think I don't uh I don't really think it's that big of a deal like for them like I I just think uh for the women it's weird cuz they really like hold, like uh like what, what would it be like uh they hold back on that yeah and it's just like we don't like you could play that video package but like Hikaru Shida already beat Britt Baker a couple weeks ago so like just announce the match like instead of playing that video package that features Britt Baker maybe you know, Nyla Rose goes, like, I see you've been running shit, you know, but now I'm back. Now, you know, this, I run this place, like she says in the mask, like, this shit belongs to me now. And if you want to show that you're big and bad, I'll beat you again. Or I right. think uh, she won the first time. But, like, you know, um, definitely should have announced uh, the match already. But then we get uh, we get a promo from NJF. A lot of talking just to say that he'll be back I'm not a fan. That's it. Continuing on. I'm I'm not a, I am not a fan either. Um I don't really know what MJF is going to be doing when he comes back. Like uh he's going to have a match against Jungle Boy but like you know wow. probably should have probably should have <laughs> held off um till like the TNT t- uh championship is crowned or whatever and like Maybe Cody wins, and then MJF comes back and be like, hey, I beat you already. Ah, I want a shot at the title. And, you know, wins and losses don't really mean shit. It just has to irritate him. It just feels weird because it feels like Cody's in, like, eight different feuds. Yes. And then when MJF comes back, he's going to be in a feud with him possibly again, and now he's got Lance Archer, and now, you know, it's still – he doesn't like the inner circle, and it's, it's like he's in, like, eight different feuds, yeah. right? I, sometimes sometimes I do like it because then you kind of see like stuff kind of like gets woven together. Yeah. So Cody doing this whole thing with uh you know Lance Archer and Jake the Snake, but then like lurking in the shadows or lurking in the limelight really M- MJF is like, you know, kind of his next roadblock if he, you know, gets that title, you know. But um if Cody doesn't get that title, I don't really know what MJF is going to be doing when they come back. Also, I don't think they want to do that feud again so early because um, it, it just happened in, like, February. But um, it's dynamite, so anything goes, really. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Spears' uh, vignette, uh, he is challenging Dustin Rhodes uh, to a match. 
Who cares? Mo- moving on. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot of moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving right um, along on this show. Like, this is a really good episode, but there's just, like, okay, like, two dudes that lost in the tournament, and they're just, like, Sean Spears got pinned off of figure four. So you are, he already got egg in his face whenever I see him. Um, but now you're talking crap about Dustin, who lost against Lance Archer. But um, you also lost your match. And uh, he kind of like um, – he kind of makes a dig at like, oh, why didn't like Cody come and save you? Or, you know, Cody had the towel – like the white – like do we see the same match? Cody had the towel in his hands, and Dustin was just like, no, don't do that. Yeah, really weird. Really so weird. W- what's the point? Um, so yeah, uh, going on is going to be MJF and uh, Jungle Boy at Double or, uh, double or Nothing. I don't really know why, but um, Jungle Boy is coming back, so that's cool. Because um, throughout the weeks, we've only seen Marco Stunt get jobbed out by the two new signees, and I think that's funny. Um, now we have a match against uh, John Moxley versus Frankie Kazarian. Um, not my favorite in SCU. Um, no, I think Kaz. <laughs> when I saw that, I said, "Wow, Kaz." <laughs> Got a lot of time for this match. I see. I see. Uh, yeah. I. I. This I, match went long. You. You saw a little bit of M- MMA badass. Uh, Mox here. Had I a lot of... don't. I. I don't like the MMA thing. I. I prefer you know kind of like wild or like reckless uh, death match kind of Moxley. Like him trying to do this MMA stuff. Like fresh off his like match against Jake Yeager. Uh, let 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 Jake have the MMA. You know? I know <laughs> I like I know you trained under the MMA guy, but like I like to see wrestler, you know. Uh, but I mean, all around, I think, and again, this is the type of thing that you want to see from the ex WWE guys is them working with new styles, and that's what I enjoy the most. I think Mox's best matches come from the guys who have really good styles that have been defined in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your Omegas, I mean, even in New Japan, your, your, uh, you know, all, all of the matches he had there, the, the Shingo match, man. The Shingos, <laughs> all that stuff. And I think that Kaz is, is someone who is kind of like a ring general for the Indies or, or, or the, you know, the, the yeah, underground. Yeah. And, and I think that he was able to get a lot, but he also gave Mox a lot to make him look dominant. I think that if there's anything that I will not complain about is, is the booking of Mox, even if I don't think that like, all of the stuff hits for me. I thought the Jericho match was extremely underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that, you know, Kaz gave him a really good match here and I, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was up there. Um, if I had to compare like the two, the two shows right now, I thought that it was in the top three of, of the matches that happened on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, top matches of uh, Wednesday night. I, I think uh, we might have to implement that in. I like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, we, we we're seeing Moxley kind of do more MMA stuff. Do you think that he like kind of stays where he's at, or he gets a kind of like deeper in, and then we see more of like a catch point wrestling kind of John Moxley? I hope we never see that because that's not <laughs> enjoyable. I don't think that's like enjoyable to the to the the, the normal fan. Mm-hmm. But um, I I do think that like you know he got a movie. He's got a movie now, and I think that's why he's doing a lot of that stuff because of the kickboxing MMA movie he's got. Ah, right now. true. But um, you know, I, I think you know, all in all, I mean, you know, he does. It's not too grating. It's it's not like he's never going to be Matt Riddle, you know. But he's yeah, he, he's like <laughs> he, he does it well enough that uh that it, that it works for him. So yeah, uh, he he wins, and then we finally get the the setup for. What I felt as though was like this: you're doing this in a in a in a three week span. Like he had no storyline, and now it's like. Oh, also, I think this is super undeserved. Yeah, I like. He he got he skipped the line, right? Am I am I wrong? Or he well, like if, if in in terms of like wins and losses, like all he did was like beat up jobbers. Was he on the score? I I don't follow the scoreboard. Oh, I haven't looked at the scoreboard in a really long time. But like he, I think like he's undefeated for sure. He's undefeated right now. 
Um, but like with like three wins, so I guess that puts him at the top. But like he beat up random jobber, random jobber, and then Marco Stunt, and then Lance Archer also beat up Marco Stunt, and like Moxie is gonna be his first actual opponent. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe instead of Cody uh facing Janela, maybe it should have been uh Brody Lee. So, you know, he kind of has, like, a definitive win under his belt of some sort. Because, really, all he did was, like, beat up jobbers. Yeah, I've seen the jobber stuff. And I was, like, I I thought, here, be clear here. Brody Lee as Exalted One, it hasn't hit for me. And I think, you know, the the stick and stuff, it it hasn't hit for me at all. I think all the the ex-WWE guys, they kind of, like, debut the same, just in different ways. Uh, and I thought his promo here was solid, but again, yeah. the I never. I mean, please, you know, enlighten me if if you will, because you watch it every week. Has there been any signs of him going after Mox? Have they have they been looking for Mox? No. Um. After after Moxley beat uh Jay Hager, I believe he was just like anybody that want it, come and get it. And then, you know, kind of over like an open invitation kind of thing. But it's just like, and then Brody Lee was just like, all right, um, this is like my time. But it's just like, like that makes sense. But at the same time, like, I just feel like there's much better deserving guys. Like, shit, fucking, uh, could have Darby Allen again. Shit. Darby Allen would have been like, oh, open invitation? Yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a match with you. Yeah, no. Yeah. I have it, it, way more credible matches on uh under uh Brody Lee. Like all Brody Lee has done so far was beat up jobbers and then like you know, vignette. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just weird to me because I I had I you know just from hearing things on the interwebs, I didn't know <laughs> that uh Brody Lee was next up in line. But people seem to be very positive about it. But I don't know. <laughs> like like maybe if he had one match against somebody, you know, maybe if he had the match against uh, Frankie Kazarian, you know, maybe if he just had a match against somebody else, you know, like somebody credible under his belt, then he challenged Moxie, and I'd be like, whatever, fuck it, so what? <laughs> but like, all he did was like beat up Marco Stunt and a couple like people that are not signed. Yeah, I don't know, it was just, it was just really weird. I, 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 I had just thought that that he was like, they had set this up, and I and it just came out. Yeah, of so. yeah. Uh, and once again, uh, two uh, two XWWE guys are gonna go for the title. Um, Yawn. On the pay per view, I don't find that fun. Uh, we like eventually that's gonna have to stop happening. Um, so hopefully Lance Archer uh, will be next in line at some point. Um, so we get a uh, Brandy Rhodes. Bars up, uh, Jake the Snake, and then in the next segment, he, he kind of bodies her and puts his snake on her. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a weird segment. Also, social distancing, bro. That was not <laughs> six feet. Like, what the what the hell? Like, again, this is this is yet another social distancing faux pas here between these two. Old well, ass dude who's immuno probably I already know Jake the Snake is immunocompromised. <laughs> the shit he been into. I'm I'm gonna stop. <laughs> we did do that spot callers episode, but um, I'm saying you know heroes of <laughs> wrestling. Just check it out. Check it out. Um, yeah, there's there's no like there's no social distancing at all in this episode. And I think that is very reckless of them. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, why are people like harping on this so much? Because literally thousands of people are dying. That's okay. why. Um, yeah. So, um, Lance Archer goes up against QT Marshall. Brandy Rose is there for some reason. Well, you know, to do this, but like she didn't really need to accompany QT Marshall, but, um, QT Marshall stinks. So uh, Lance Archer bodies him, and then uh, Britt Baker comes out, and then uh, Britt Baker comes out and like assaults Brandy, and then you know uh, Jake the Snake does his thing. Um, 
Britt Baker working together with Jake the Snake, I wouldn't hate that. Although she doesn't need it, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think that would she be gets really a cool. lot too. She gets a lot mm-hmm. too. She's in about fifty eleven feuds as well. So <laughs> it's weird. Well, she's in a feud with you know the company in general, and then she's in a feud. Uh, you know, now she got beef with uh Brandy Rhodes. I must have missed something because I don't know why she really did that. Um. You know, she still has, uh, she still doesn't like um, Karushita. And then she's kind of in the, uh, she's kind of in uh, the title picture, sort of. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, Britt Baker's been doing some great stuff, though. So um, if she's going to have the title match, go ahead. But I don't think anybody should be taking it off Nyla Rose anytime soon. But now it is time for the main event. Yeah. Um. This is a match. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty. It's pretty. It's the longest match on the show. Uh, once again, it's. I think every single AEW episode I've seen so far always ends in something like this. Oh. Every episode. Uh, inner circle standing tall, or like a big brawl of some sort. Yeah, this is just a big brawl. That's actually a match this time. So. <laughs> you, you know what? They probably should have had that a long time ago. Um, I, I think uh, this. I think we're still supposed to be doing the blood and guts thing. Uh, when? So I don't no. know. Or like that big, uh, basically like the war games match. <laughs> but cancel, um, that, cancel that shit, bro. What, like, what, are, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? Yeah, hopefully they. Uh, hopefully they still like have the war games uh, match like next month or something. But um. Like this match is chaotic. Like uh, it it is uh, it's fun in a goofy way. Um, there's a lot of like, the one thing I hate about street fights is like there's a lot of like dragging, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, like I'm gonna punch you in the gut a couple times and then I'm gonna walk over to a weapon, walk, like, <laughs> walk over to like a table or a, a crate or something. But um, just just the goofy parts in this match. Uh, Matt Hardy. <laughs> running over Jericho and Guevara with the damn uh golf cart. Um I don't know why Sammy Guevara decided to block the golf cart with his head. <laughs> yeah, a lot but, a lot of chicanery, a lot of chicanery. Hager comes out at one point, which I'm yeah. like, I can't believe he's still even employed. Uh <laughs> it's Yeah, the a, inner circle guys come in and then uh the, it's basically over after that. Like the number games are too huge and I'm just like if like if we if we're not really giving a fuck about the social distancing uh distance stuff, um, where's the bucks to help them? You know, where's uh, where's the elite allies to come through and help? Like we're like you know sort of good guys that you know wants to stand up above evil to help out uh Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. Yeah, very 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 weird uh stuff there. I I I saw kids, I saw people, but all throughout <laughs> the show, all throughout the show, um. You know, I saw wrestlers ringside. Wrestlers ringside, of course, but I saw people like wearing the mask half on, half off, BCBC uh, style. Yeah, uh, just a lot of weird stuff. And I've seen a lot of people saying that you know the fact they added a crowd, you know, added something to it. And I'm like, okay, y'all gonna love it until someone tests positive. Yeah, and it's um, the same. It's the same thing with WWE. They, they're WWE and AW. They're walking a really fine line. And like, of course, we're watching week to week because this is this is like our you know, for some people, it's their comfort TV. For some people, it's mm-hmm. it's just what they've done all their, you know, their whole lives. But when it, that reality going to hit different, and I think, you know, they're walking a thin line, and you can test as, as many people as you want. It just yeah. takes one. It just takes one. It takes yeah. one patient zero. I'm, I'm, and again, cross my heart, like, I'm, I'm, we're blessed to not have had anyone, you know, that has been active, you know, test positive just, so far. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you don't want to take that risk and you don't want to put your wrestlers at risk being around it. And, you know, yeah. seeing that this match is that I know you want to give them, the, you know, give people the the illusion that everything is OK. But I feel as though like this to me is even more of a spit in the face as like, you know, Mills talks, Mills talks about it a lot. The, the, the Cody speech when they first came back mm-hmm. to, to the no crowd stuff, you know, kind of just saying, like, we're not going to sit in the house and be afraid of this. 
And it's just like, okay, you can't, you cannot, don't play with this stuff. And, and I feel like <laughs> this is more of a, of a like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna make you feel like there's nothing going on. I was like, no, absolutely. The, the, if anything, these empty arena, halfway full arenas, are a, are proof of what's happening in the world right now. And mm-hmm. I think that they, they both need to just stop playing with it. You know, they need yeah. to just stop playing with it like that. Um. Uh, I, I forgot to mention it during the Nyla Rose uh, when we were talking about the Nyla Rose part. But um, at the end of Nyla Rose's match, she kind of like looks on onto the crowd, and Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida are there. And then you get a pan into the crowd. No gloves. Only one person has a mask, and he doesn't even have it on properly. Um, yeah, man. I uh, I said it a couple weeks ago. I do think like they need to stop having people ringside. But I think uh, AEW is so very like crowd energy dependent. Yep. Or because like you see, because you they see, really need that they noise. Had a crowd. Yeah, like as you see, as soon as they had a crowd, I'd rather oh that was the best dynamite in, in weeks. It's like yeah. yeah, because they're they're dependent on this this type of stuff. It don't hit. It don't hit without the crowd. And and you say whatever you want to say about the E. I'm, we're not even gonna get into that. But like. They've, they've, you can say they've built out a formula where that the crowd don't really matter. They're gonna do the matches that they're gonna do. These matches they do in AEW, you need a crowd for the street fight. Yeah. It wouldn't have hit. It would not have hit. And I don't think that they have the production values to do a cinematic match like WWE is gonna do this weekend or the like a Dinner Mania. Um, I just think like wherever the wherever the hell the clothes set they were recording at in, uh, in Georgia or whatever, just. I, I, I've always been like, stop, you know, yeah. stop doing that. And then um, when Jericho was on commentary a couple, uh, he would like comment on the crowd energy or, you know, if somebody's being booed or not. And it's just like, all right, well, like yawn, like you, you like basically the crowd is all plants. So it doesn't really feel natural anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. People saying they tried. What is this pineapple Pete thing? I don't get it. Um, there's just some guy named Pineapple Pete that Jericho just doesn't like, and he's been at ringside at every single Dynamite since this coronavirus thing. And I'm just like, if anybody's gonna get it, it's that motherfucker. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, I think Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, uh, the best friends, and Pineapple Pete have been like ringside for like every single show, if not, uh, if not wrestling. Um, I, I, I always thought like they should, uh, I always thought they should eliminate the crowd thing, but they just, they said, uh, fuck me. And then, uh, double down this week. But, um, we did say a lot of day, but I did think this was a, uh, a really good, uh, episode of dynamite this week. I thought it was much better than a lot of the stuff that's uh, been going on, uh, in that closed set. Um, I'm, it was solid. It was, solid. Yeah. it was definitely solid. I think that the winners here. Uh, to me, were the Mox match and the um and the the main event, but I think that again, my issue with this show remains that there's a lot of fuzz in the middle, where it's like I'm yeah. not really into a lot of the promos. I'm not really into a lot of the the. I and, and here's the thing: I wasn't into a lot of the talent on here on the indies too, so it do, it doesn't change my opinion here either. So it's like if I'm not into Jan- Janela in yeah. the indies, I'm not gonna be into him here. Um, even more. I, I just think, uh, like, yeah, like the promos, like, I, uh, MGF is making his return, and I understand why they're giving him so much promo time, because, like, he is an integral part of uh, Dynamite, like, whether if you hate him or not, like, he's very important there, but I think the Sean Spears and uh, Dustin Rhodes thing, yawn, put Penelope Ford or uh, Kip Saban there, because uh we uh i forgot to mention that she was also uh in that uh uh video package that talks about you know possible contenders so like maybe we get a penelope forge you know she gets to like really speak for herself or some sort uh without you know the company of uh kim saban of some sort um but yeah uh just those are just like eh, whatever to me i thought the brandy promo was okay um I just thought it would let up like after it was just like you you kind of barred them up and then you know you ain't follow through. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, again, weird decisions on the part. Like there's a lot of fuzz in between it. It's like I agree that to a lot of people it feels like a TV show, but if a lot of the skits, mm-hmm. so to speak, on the show aren't hitting for me, it, it it's like 
I, you know on AEW who you're gonna get some fire from every week. You're gonna mm-hmm. you, you know your your results may vary with Cody, but generally people seem to like him a lot. Uh, Kenny's always gonna deliver. Bucks are always gonna deliver. It's it's always that core yeah. group of six that's always gonna deliver. Uh, Brody hasn't had a chance. Lance Archer is gonna have a chance with Cody. You know they're gonna they're gonna be in that mix, but it's always gonna be those six. You know, and, yeah. and maybe add add in Pac or or somebody else, but like it's always oh. gonna be them. I don't, I don't even know where Pac is. Like, does he officially live in the States? Like, he's probably... Uh... I wouldn't imagine not, right? Well, like, he's been with the WWE for a really long time, so I wouldn't be surprised if he has a house in Orlando. Because I knew he went back. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Let's, well, let's, go, let's go to NXT. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Orlando, we go to the PC, and uh, we're going to talk about NXT. So <laughs> watch how Justin's tone changes wildly talking about this episode. Uh, I followed I <laughs> Well, I mean, I watch, I watch it. We listen, like you, like people can't, can't knock me here. I've watched NXT for almost what five or six years. So, like, <laughs> I watched it for a very long time. I watched it when no one was watching it. When, when, b- before, like the the horsewoman st- stuff started. Like in between the in between times, like when oh, Seth Jesus. had left. Like, I've watched it for damn. Actually, no fuck. Well, five or six years, damn near a decade at this point. So, oh, you yeah. was watching when uh, Brian was on that shit. Yeah, I've been watching forever. Come on, man. Shit. Yeah. God damn. Um, well, we start uh, NXT with a really good match against uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Um, I like. I do like this turn for Johnny. But I, I want to see more of like Candice LeRae. Like I know I I know Johnny's a really good wrestler, but I really want to see Candice LeRae like really like step out this time. You know, uh, since they kind of went like full on with the turn. So like I I want to see more Candice and not really Johnny for this whole. Bull, thing. Uh, hey hey, I like them as a tandem, bro. As a tandem, it works for me because at the end of the day, um. How do we know she don't? How do we know she don't like this role? Right? Has there been? Has there ever been any? Oh no! I, no, I don't. I don't mean like she doesn't like the role. I just said I want to see more of Candace. You know, she wants to step out of like the big, uh, the you know, the, uh, the stepsister kind of role and like come as her own and like you know stride for greatness. So like I kind of want to like maybe she has a. Well, I think they're probably gonna like uh, do that next week where she has like a match against. Uh, what's her name uh Kanan Carter or uh Kanan yeah. Carter yeah. yeah like this is a really good match but I like during this like the term but like them as a tandem I want to see more from Candace yeah man it, it it is it is really like again well actually you know what I, I I'd even say this I feel like I feel like AW had better matches this week mm. um but NXT to me it flowed a lot better without this stuff in the middle. I feel like NXT just gives you match after match after match, right? Yeah. So like that that works for me. Um, but AEW gives you stuff in between, and I think this week it was kind of like the opposite, where the matches on, on NXT weren't as strong as the AEW stuff. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I, I I thought this match was really good. But uh, why uh, why the uh, what's next for uh? Die Jack here. I think they're gonna continue this. Oh, you think they're gonna keep going? Yeah, I think they're gonna keep going. I think they they have they. Here's the thing: it's either you shit or get off the pot with this guy. It's like you either you either give him a strong win against someone, or you just you call him up because he's been there for a while. Yeah. And I I think that like you you don't want to keep him there too long. He's been beaten by Keith Lee to the ground every single time. Um. You want to get him away? I don't. I can't think of a better person for him to face than Gargano. But the thing about it is, why do you want to debut him against the new heel Gargano now? And I, I get that this was to establish the new heel Gargano. I get that. But at the end of the day, he should have went against the jobber and then built up the Dijak. I felt like this might have been a little bit too quick. And then you've already given us the match. And I, I think that like if they do it again, I have no doubt that, that Dijak will be able to, to go off. But I, I think that, again, you, you've given away a lot of the spots that they might bring back the next time. Yeah. Um, that, that's, why, that's why I'm really like, what the hell that we're doing here with uh, Dijak? Because, like, yeah, he's been beaten to the ground, and I'm not, like, 
really sure what the hell is going to happen next. But uh, we, we're going to go to the next match. Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. How do you feel about uh, Jack now with uh, with his little funny tattoo? He look, he look homeless, man. Like, <laughs> what's going on with him, bro? Like, this gear don't match up. It's just ter- He has no cap. The worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Mm. They're terrible um, tattoos. I, I am not a big fan of the pirate ship on his chest either. Um, I, I'm I'm not convinced, really, because like his like you know, I guess like his gimmick before wasn't really much, but like his gimmick now is just like I'm a bad boy now. You know, I got tattoos. See, you know, but he still has like the face of a baby. <laughs> but he looks like he's a bad boy that don't get hoes. So like, <laughs> the bad really boy that's scared of hoes. Yeah. Um, Tazawa, um uh undefeated in the tournament so far um and then we're gonna have him versus uh phantasma next week and i think that's gonna be a really interesting match <laughs> tozawa doesn't win on mondays huh <laughs> yeah hey man he don't win on mondays <laughs> but these other cruiserweights he, hey man he's unmatched <laughs> bro he'd be beating their ass <laughs> he'd be taking yeah. all his anger on them bro uh, he cuts a really, a really, I thought a really cool promo uh, on Phantasma uh, uh, after that too. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, my only worry about the match uh, is like I hope those mask guys that have been like adopting <laughs> dudes don't pull up mid match because you know how much I hate interferences. <laughs> it's wrestling, bro. I, I'm sorry. Like, say save that shit for after the match. Not Fine. like you know that like one interference could turn a five star to a three for me. <laughs> but how are you watching? All right, bro. All right, bro. Okay. I just, I hate interferences. But uh, speaking of interferences, we have uh, Chelsea Green versus Zia Lee. Hey, with that broke ass motherfucker Robert Stone driving an Altima. <laughs> Bringing her out to the, uh, I thought there was some really interesting stuff here. I, I, I love again that there are at least three. Is it count them three, three, four? Women's storylines in NXT <laughs> right now. That's crazy. That don't involve the belt, which is crazy because when Charlotte has the belt, you you're only allowed to be this tall. <laughs> to face her. But uh, there are three, there are three or four uh, women's storylines, and one of them being uh, Zia Lee uh, and Aaliyah, and it seems as though now. Uh, Zia Lee and oh, Chelsea Green and Leah all against each other. Don't forget, Shotzi Blackheart is also a part of this. Yes. Uh, uh, Rob Stone was talking uh, was talking a little uh, talking funny about her, so I think we mm-hmm. might see that uh, match soon. But Aaliyah joining the Rob Stone brand is this? It makes sense. It makes is, a lot is, of sense. Is this it? Is this it? I think this might be it. I think this might be the thing. <laughs> but like, what happened to Vanessa Bourne? She's uh, hey, social distancing, bro. She, she uh, oh, do you think that she? Do you think you think that she may have gotten uh, let go? Uh ooh, you know nobody has really been checked. Nobody has been like talking about like her likes or you know seeing if she's been subtweeting or uh, anything like that. I hope I hope she hasn't uh gotten letting uh let go. I think uh, I think there's a lot of upside to her. Yeah, 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 a lot of upside, huh? She posted. She posted yesterday. Um, you know, uh, after after this, uh, Vanessa Born watch. I think I think that's born. <laughs> we uh we gonna see that started. Uh, but yeah, Zia Lee uh took a un, I think a unnecessary loss, but uh, it is what it is. It it was it was with chicanery. She doesn't lose often. She doesn't lose yeah. anyone like on her level often. But um, yeah, and I mean like by on her booking level often. But I I think that again. This is to set up a new storyline of obviously Shotzi is going to come out uh, and, and help out, and I'm glad they still have something for Shotzi uh, mm-hmm. here. But with, with Aaliyah teasing that she's going to join, uh, I can see a tag match coming in, in the very yeah. near future. And you need to have stuff like this. And and I think they're giving Zaylee a lot, and I really, really, I really like that because I think there's a lot to her. Um, Chelsea got to work on that finisher though. Oh, maybe you know maybe because there's a height difference, it came off really shitty. But it looked worse than usual today. I mean, that night. Yeah, it, it looked really, really bad. I want to I want to bring up one woman that hasn't been seen in a while. Um, and obviously, we, we know that a lot of people will be off TV. 
Um, but Tegan Knox, I oh, I yeah. I got the inkling before um, all of this stuff went down with, with COVID and whatnot. I, I got an inkling that she might have been getting ready to get called up. Because it seemed to me that the last loss against Dakota was six was and and let me know if you agree, was rightfully writing her off of the brand. Like it was mm-hmm. literally just writing her off, like, okay, this is done. This is your big thing to come back and get revenge for and, and go on. I, I I feel as though, and this is just me spitballing, that Tegan wasn't long for NXT, but she had to stay because of everything going on. Well well also like she, you know, she basically had to stay in NXT because, you know, uh, the D injury and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if she got uh, called up. But I think uh, even before the tag match with uh, Shanti Blackheart, like, I feel like... Which that, was weird. Yeah, that match was weird because it was like a really fast sprint. <laughs> and, and random for her to be with Shotzi at that point where we had mm-hmm. been like, that was just a really random pairing. Obviously, Dakota was in the match, I believe, but it was yeah. just really weird to me that that had happened. And now she's been off TV for a while. And the thing is, what would be the next logical step for her? It would be it would be Candice, right? It'd have to be Candice. Yeah. Uh, probably like trying to like smack some sense into her. And then maybe Candace gets a big, uh, big win off of her, and then that's how that's like would be the proper write off. Yeah, because because Te- like Tegan, Tegan and Dakota don't need to be on the same brand anymore, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it it starts to turn into Gargano, uh, Champa, or even Zayn Owens of the brand, and I think there's too many like rivalries that they're like so closely linked that you can't imagine them with anyone else, and I, I hope it doesn't happen here. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, keeping an eye on Candice for that. Uh, we'll see what's going on in the uh, in the following weeks. But we go into the debut of Carry On Cross. Carry On. You say Carry On. Carry On. Oh, Carry On. My fault. It means dead flesh, rotting flesh. This entrance art. <laughs> it's fire. Um, it's fire. I I've seen a couple white people saying it was fire. It's fire. <laughs> uh. Haters, I thought this entrance was really cool. It was very over the top. Um, you can't, you can't have the, the same. They're gonna, they gotta truncate it a little bit. It was cool for his first time. It's, oh yeah, that's it, is, it is very long. I, I like the touch of Scarlet singing the song. I thought that that mm-hmm. was really dope. Um, she gives me Luna Vachon vibes from from her look as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they uh, definitely gonna have to shorten it down. Um, the song is hard. Yeah. But like this entrance, uh, like it reminds me of the uh, the El Shirai uh, entrance with Poppy. Yeah, uh, you can't have that every week. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, unless I, you, unless you try to like really stall for time, let that shit rock. But like, don't that, don't. That's a takeover only entrance, and I feel like since he didn't get a takeover, that was their kind of handshake moment. Because I do feel as though he might have been a takeover debut or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that really sucks, man. Uh, but th- this this was a good uh, this was a good debut here. Uh, he got yeah. a fire entrance and a very dominant match um, against Leon Ruff. Bodied him. The Duvey uh, Saito. I'm fucking with it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Shout out, shout out to to that move. Um, I've seen a little bit of him on Impact. Not not to the level where it's like he was facing like Gargano's and and, and stuff like that. I I. We'll love to see what Champa's gonna gonna bring out of him. I want to see Champa work with someone different, and this is his opportunity. And I think that you know Cross has a lot to prove, and, and I think Scarlett does as well. So I yeah. love to see what what they're gonna bring to the brand. Don't know when Champa's gonna be back, but I think obviously that's the the natural direction here. Yeah, uh, probably give it like uh, two weeks, and then we'll yeah. probably uh, see Champa again. Um, I I've only seen uh, I only seen him. Blood, at Bloodsport, uh, he went up against uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and that match kind of it was kind of weird. I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the blood uh, Bloodsport after the Matt Riddle stuff, but uh, it uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see something different. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely again like. I want to see what what else he's adding to this character. It's right yeah. now. It's too much. It's it's a, it's another spooky guy, and there's already three spooky guys on the main roster. So well, I want like, to see what he's gonna do. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it it does fall into the realm of spooky. Um, 
but so we we're going into the next match. Uh, the no matter what the hell the result is of the match, Twitter will riot anyway. <laughs> I'm not mad at this. I wasn't I, mad at the finish. I I was not mad at it either. Um, so Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. Say what you will about Charlotte, but she's she's on NXT playing this very heel, you know, shitty character or whatever. But as soon as the camera turns off and, you know, you get her in front of a mic, she's putting over every woman on top of the fucking world. Bro, it's weird, right? Like, she's like... Like, she's giving, like, I'm retiring after this title run speeches, you know, putting over these women. Um, it's very, it's it's cool because I, I you can see that there's a lot of reverence or, mm-hmm. or at least uh, you know, it seems to be a lot of reverence for all of the women she's working with. Mm-hmm. It also seems to me she only wants to work with three of them. So yeah, like it, it's very like I'm handpicking my opponents, and then like Charlotte does, you know, she uh she calls it disqualification. Like the match is great, you know, the match is fantastic. Um. Io Shirai, like, do you think Io Shirai took her to her limit and that's why she cheated? Or, you know, Charlotte was just like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> it, was a run, it was a run back to, um, it was a run back to, uh, to the Survivor Series where she couldn't beat Ronda, and Ronda was pulling out everything. <sighs> yeah. And then she pulled out the, it was a call back to that spot. Okay. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, it, it protects Io from the pinfall, and they protect Io a lot. How many times have you seen Io t- eat a clean pinfall ever? Very few. You probably can't even count it. <clears throat> but you know, who, who was she lose against? It was uh Shayna. Shayna twice, right? Wait. Uh, well, Shayna where she pinned her, and then Shayna, but she, she the choked cage. out. But uh, no, I believe uh, it was the cage match, right? Oh, I'm thinking about the fatal four way with Bianca, Kyrie, and uh, Io, but she didn't eat the pin there. Bianca lost. Uh, lost there, basically lost it for everybody. But um, yeah, probably like four, four times, and all yeah, to like protected. probably one person. Yeah, and because uh... she beat Candace too, so I mean, it, oh yeah, it, it's again, Eo very protected, Charlotte very protected. But the thing about that is, is that like I would have rather there been a finish. <laughs> I, I know I'm gonna be hated for saying that, but I would have rather there being a be a finish because there's no way that you can't have that you can't have EO still be in contention if she lost. They do it in NXT all the time, and hell, on the other end, what if EO won? I mean, like whatever, what, right? Yeah. yeah, like whatever. It, but I mean, obviously, you got to put Rhea Ripley, who returns on this episode, back into the fold. Um, Rhea saying that she she wants another chance against Charlotte, and Io being upset for Rhea coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought it was strong. I gave it about three stars. I think if they would have gotten at least ten more minutes, it would have been over four. Oh yeah, this, this is a really good match. Uh, I like the match was already over, and then Rhea Ripley appeared. So you can't really say Rhea Ripley like cost her the uh, cost her the win. So I don't if anybody's thinking that, uh, rethink that. <laughs> But like uh, wherever EO goes now, it's gonna be fairly weird. Like yeah. is she still in the title contention? Because like immediately, like soon as NXT stopped, Charlotte was just like, "I want to do that again," you know, <laughs> like making EO like third in line. <laughs> yeah, or really second. Hell, I mean, after, after oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kushida, Jake Atlas, fire. I liked it. It was a nice sprint. It was cool. I mean, yeah. not, I don't have much to say about it, but it was cool. I, yeah, I have uh, a lot to say about the 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 Finn uh, the Finn oh, promo. We gonna talk about that. Um, but uh, Kushida versus Jake Atlas, really good match. I'm really liking a lot of this, uh, Jake Atlas matches. I know everybody, you know, um, overreacted when he lost to Dexter Loomis, but um, it's Dexter Loomis, baby. <laughs> You just gonna have to eat that pinfall, bro. Um, I, 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 I close my eyes. I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Kushida also uh owned to Kushida definitely going to the finals. Yeah, no nah, doubt about I, that. I think it's it's looking <laughs> it's looking real it's looking real Kushida and uh and uh Tazawa. 
Tozawa-ish. Yeah, it's looking like Shida Tozawa-ish in the finals for me. So that shit, that that'll go crazy. Uh, uh, um, Finn Balor comes out and he says he knows that people come after the top dog to get a push. Whoever attacks him won't get a push; they'll get squashed. Eon, stop it! Whatever y'all are doing with Finn, it was cool the first time when he when he, when he turned heel. That was cool. I thought that was a great promo. He's had really good promo since then. Don't have him be insider, Finn. I don't like it. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not edgy. We, we're over that shit. Stop it. It was yeah. terrible. Um, I, I, I didn't really... Uh, I, I was cooking when this uh, part happened, but I, I had the speaker on, and I, I heard the whole promo, and I was just like, fucking yawn. Like, this is... So, like, that, like... This, like, the first, yeah, the first time it was cool, where it was just, like, you know, a couple months ago, you know, I was getting my ass beat, but now, you know, whatever. Uh, whatever, man. Like, I, 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 I'm not a big fan. Like, just come out and say who attacked you, bro. Like, who did it? He doesn't know. Let's, fa- let's fast forward to this part, because NXT really likes to do the who done it. Um, we yeah, seen it with Alistair. Yeah, we did it. We seen it with Alistair. You seen a little bit with uh, like they did it a couple times with Dream, where it's just like, oh, who attacked Dream? But you know, it was undisputed era. Um, then uh, I, I um, they do it again a little bit with undisputed era. They were just like, who won it? And that's when they was like running through the whole uh, the whole <laughs> the whole roster backstage, beating everybody's ass, and they threw Kushida in the, <laughs> in a dumpster. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm over it. And then, uh, they do some shit with Cameron Grimes. Okay. I Cameron. like that he's back. I, I like Cameron Grimes. I wish they could find something. Again, they need to find something for these guys to do. And mm-hmm. if, if Cameron's going to be losing to Finn Balor, I don't think that's a good, a, a good use of his time. And definitely not. Again, you kept him for a reason. And, and, and thank God he's very, you know, again, blessings for him still having a job in the, in these terrible times. But give him something to do. Like I, I really like Trevor Lee slash Cameron Grimes. I'm a huge fan. I mm-hmm. think that he needs he needs a lot more. He's had really fucking great matches. Give him something. Give him something. We almost had him win the the the, the new Rising Stars Challenge thing or, or tournament last year. Give him something to do, bro. Yeah. Come on. Um. Not like <clears throat> when you know the North American title scene was like. Hoth only, yeah. You know, um, he he like it was like at that point it was like a struggle for him to like really stay relevant, you know, or you know uh, do anything really. So it's just like, well, what are we really doing now? Like, because Finn was over at NXT UK, I don't really think they like. Do you think they should have brought him back or just like let anybody else do something? Because like I'm not a, uh, I, I'm not particularly too excited for this what finn versus walter no uh cameron grimes it's gonna be fire it's gonna be really good again finn works at a different speed now because he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's a little bit older than, than cameron grimes is but again i love seeing these wwe guys now mix it up with people who are who have a, a, a different style and i think that cameron grimes works a really cool cruiserweight kind of old school style as well and I think he will definitely match with Finn's with with Finn's new style here. And I thought Finn had a pretty solid match with, with Riddle. Um, I th- I think he's been able to kind of chameleon himself because again he's a solid worker. He'll be able to work with everyone for the rest of his career. Um, I I think that it's going to be a solid match. I just think that you know having him come out it was really awkward having him come out and cut another pro- like having Cameron Grimes cut another promo on Finn and then have him challenge him for a match or or, or again like make him look stupid because I'm just like. Cameron's cool with me, man. Like, I don't want him to look stupid. I, I think that, again, like, NXT is a lot of great pieces. They just don't know where to place them. And I think that you're sorely mistaken if you're having Johnny Gargano go over guys like Dijak right now. They need to be, they need to be, you know, giving the favors. I think they need to be getting these new guys over. That yeah. was my rant. That's my rant. <laughs> and honestly, like, uh, I, don't, I don't think uh, Gargano really needed to face off. Uh, like, like, I, like I said earlier, like, I want to see more of Candice. Uh, 
in, in that tandem of, uh, of those two. But now we go into the very controversial uh, NXT Championship match. Uh, Adam Cole versus uh, Velveteen Dream. Um, they played, uh, would you say they played the second finish? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, they played the finish they wanted to play. <laughs> this like, is the, uh, the, the, the infamous second finish that this they say the they record? <laughs> this, this is the finish. I think if the second finish, it probably would have been with no interference. <laughs> if there was a second oh, finish. Okay. I, I think that, again, I'm glad Cole won. I think that our, our opinions on Dream have changed drastically over the week. Um, I don't think he's the guy to do this now. Again, just seeing how silly this whole situation's been. You got to get the heat off you and the belt. Again, it might have been his time a couple weeks ago, but I think the the mix of him coming back, his matches being terrible, his 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 social media antics being from yawn disrespectful to downright disgusting. Um, all of that stuff happening. He's fallen out of favor with a lot of people. I'm glad Cole still got the title. At this point, it's a matter of who's going to take it from him. A lot of people think it's going to be uh, Balor. It seems as though Balor is really stuck in this whodunit role, so I don't know if that'll end up being Cole. It would be stupid if it was because they've already he's already beaten him before. Mm-hmm. But Cole, Cole's done everything, and they need to either build up somebody new or Viking Raiders this shit and just let them go get called up. The Undisputed Era have nothing else to do. I, I know Dexter Loomis came out. It ain't going to be him. It's got to be somebody else. <laughs> well, it, it's not going to be... It's not gonna, what makes you say it's not going to be Dexter Loomis, bro? It ain't time. I, I think that you want to you wanna build that up a little bit more. I, I do yeah. like what they've been doing with him as far as giving them a stopgap opponent. But it, he's not the guy. And I think this this left me with more questions than answers. Uh, the biggest question being answered and how do they feel about dream? And I think dream goes either away for a while or he goes down to facing Damian priest or something. Cause he's yeah. just fallen out of favor all the yeah. Um, I, I guess like we kind of, you know, they say there's an ongoing investigation that's kind of taking a while. Um, well, I think that, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to like, guess what's going on but i think that you know these aren't things that that take that long to solve so mm-hmm. if if we want to get a a verdict on dream if he's not gone by now by the time this show comes out then something happened or there was there was some proof that came up that made them either see that it wasn't the truth or they're doing something deeper and and they might be doing something else with it i there's been no criminal charges put out so we can't really guess what's happening at this point yeah so, um, it, uh, we're just going to have to reserve most of our, uh, you know, sort of judgments and thoughts on the whole thing. But, uh, just, uh, I, I, I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, cause I want to just get into dynamite, but, uh, in the trenches we got, uh, what is it? Um, the revolt, <laughs> that's their name now. Uh, yeah. the, the, Rev- the revolt on, uh, talk is Jericho. Um, I didn't get, uh, I didn't get to listen, but, uh, from what I was told, like, they didn't seem like the very bitter, uh, ex-WWE guys that go on, uh, talk as Jericho and um, just go, Vince doesn't really get us. Vince doesn't understand us. And, you know, for three hours. I'm ha- I was half right on my, my prediction. They did go on talk as Jericho. They mm-hmm. did not whine. It just turned out to be. It just wasn't it wasn't the right fit. And I, I think can we just can we just close the book on this? It wasn't the right fit. They've even mm-hmm. been online going against fans saying, you know, trying to start AEW versus WWE wars in their mentions. They've even been saying, like, hey, chill out. Like we're all trying to make wrestling better. And um, mm-hmm. you know, again, just we can close the chapter on the revolt. You don't gotta see him no more in WWE. You don't gotta follow their tweets anymore. They're gone. Let them go. I, I think you'll be watching a lot more of them on, on your Wednesday night, Cyrus, pretty much. But um, they're gone, so. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's over. Um, I, I, I just read a bullet point where it said, like, WWE didn't think they were wanted to actually leave. They thought they were, like, using, like, the release thing as a bargaining tool. And they sort of did. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I, I mean, again, I, I got to go with these like wrestler interviews with 50% truth, 50% cap. Because we, mm-hmm. wa- we walked around thinking that CM Punk episode of, of Colt Cabana shit was just like the great, it was God's gift. And then it turns out it was a whole lot of cap after the fact. And I got to walk into these interviews a little bit differently now. Like, I, I, I give them the, I get like, you'll give Punk the Dr. Aman stuff. But then when the other stuff came out, it's like, all right, bro, you capping too hard, bro. Like, it's 50 50 on all of these, on all of this shit, man. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they, uh, they're not, uh, I thought NWA power was going to be a perfect fit for them, but, uh, is that shit, is there even any, endo, uh, endo, uh, is there any power even happening? Like, there are they even having taping? So I think AEW is just like the smart choice now. The power but is I, out. The power is out. Yeah, the power is definitely out. But yeah, man. Uh, thank you for coming along. Uh, I know it's late. My bad. Well, yeah, it's late for I gotta, me. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go take. The, I gotta go take the chicken out of the oven right after this. So. Oh shit. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at h underscore visibility. Uh, you can also see everything that's happening on RNC Radio. Uh, on RNC Radio Live on Twitter. OG Johnny Five. Most likely, you already know who he is. Um, the most hated man on wrestling Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I talked to Cyrus this week entirely too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we still have one more to go. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will talk to you later, Cyrus. And thank you guys for listening to the War Report and listening to all of us. <laughs>